Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. It is our prayer that you shall be transformed as you receive the word from the Lord today. And now, here's your host, Peter Asanful. And as we be seated in heavenly places, we give God the glory, give God the praise. We give Him the honor for what He continues to do in our lives. In Christ, it is not for the, so it's only the prophet who hear. You know, there's a scripture. Um, uh, was it in Amos? Uh, was it Amos? Uh, that scripture will come. Now, it says that God will not do anything except He will reveal it to the prophet. And then people took advantage of that scripture without reading the verse in context. And then they took advantage of that scripture and they said, Ah, it's only the prophet that God speaks to. Yes, in the Old Testament, it was only the prophet that God spoke to. But in the New Testament, God is speaking to every single one who is born again. So in the New Testament, even me as your apostle, I cannot say that I am the only one that God is speaking to. Yes, God speaks to me. But God is also speaking to you. Are you here with me? If you, you know that God also speaks to you, then you can also have a fellowship and a relationship with God without having to go through any man who would like tell you that, hey, I am the only one who God speaks to. So if you don't do this A, B, and C for me, God will not do A, B, and C for you. And that is where the, the, the problem in the church today is. There are many people who call themselves prophets, apostles, pastors, and they said they are the only ones that God speaks to. So if you want to hear the voice of God, then go and consult a prophet. Go and consult the apostle. Go and con- no! God is speaking to every single person who is in Christ. Yes, you must honor the prophet, honor the apostles, and, and hear them when they speak. But they don't have, we don't have the final word. The one who has the final word in the body of Christ is the Father himself, the Holy Spirit. When God speaks, it is final. But you see, many Christians don't know how to hear from God themselves. And that is why they always need a human being. They want to go through a prophet. They want to go through an apostle. They want to go through a pastor before they feel that, ah, I have heard from God. And that is why a lot of the apostles, prophets, pastors, they know that the, the church, the Christians, they don't hear from God. So what do they do? They the people they put fear into the people they put fear into the people hey if you joke with me you see what will happen to you it's just all lies fear fear if if anybody says i'm a prophet i'm an apostle and tells you that if you don't do a b and c for me so this one is going to happen to you that person is a liar it's a liar we must understand that god want to communicate with his own we are here in the fivefold ministry to direct people to christ not to ourselves you see some of these messages when we teach like that people think that ah that will say you but that's the truth i'd rather tell you the truth than to tell you what is not honor your pastor honor your prophet honor your apostle but your ultimate fellowship and relationship with what is with god so if I come and I tell you something which is inconsistent with the will of God. It's not because I'm your pastor so you're going to take it. You know it is inconsistent with the will of God. So you can put it aside. It's as simple as that. But if I tell you also what is consistent with the will of God, then you take it because you know that I'm speaking from the Lord. Because a lot of people in Christ are still teaching and practicing things that are so inconsistent with the will of God. And the offices of the fivefold ministry have been exalted beyond our measure. You know, very, very important. I saw a picture of a man of God that we are close to, in a very good man of God, and I saw people kneeling down before him, and people were just, you know, kneeling down, and then, you know, yes, I know what humility is all about. I know what reverence is all about. But sometimes when we allow certain things to go on, 
we try to put ourselves in the place of God before the people. I remember Paul Peter in the Bible when he went to Cornelius' house. Cornelius wanted to move before him. No one likes to worship. He said, please don't do it. I'm a man like you. You don't have to kneel before me. No, don't do it. I've come to realize that there are some people who are in the fivefold ministry. They cannot teach the truth because they know that the only way to rule and to control the people is to use fear. So they put the message of fear. Hey, if you don't do this, this will happen to you. So then the people are afraid. Hey, he's a prophet. He's a man of God. He's an apostle. If he speaks one word, maybe it will be a curse upon me. And the people are afraid. So whatever the person says, they want to follow. No. No, hundred times no. It's better for you to know the truth because the truth that world will set you free. Not the lies. I get what I'm saying. Lies does not set anyone free. So how can I hear from God? Number one, the first thing you need to hear from God is that you first of all have to be born again, which of course everybody here is born again. But there's a reason this point is essential. Romans chapter number 8. Romans chapter number 8. Romans chapter number 8. I read from verse number 14. And I'll end verse 16. Romans 8 from verse 14. says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again, to fear. Did you hear that? But you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry Abba, which means Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Amen. And if children, let's end it, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffered with him, we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. So, you see, God, by his spirit, have to first recognize you to even speak to you in a way that we are talking about. Listen, let me, let me, let me put this, let me uh, say this, very, very important. We know that even God has spoken to some people who are not born again. We know. Yes. There are instances that God has spoken to people who are not even born again. Through various means. And that one is there. But what I am talking about is to consistently hear from God. And you know that this one, it is God who is speaking to me and not anybody. Not once in a while I hear from God. Not all oh, out of the blue I hear from God. This one will help you to know that from morning to evening, if the Father speaks at any second, you will know. That's what I'm teaching because a lot of people who are not born again, they don't even know that uh, this is the voice of God. Oh, BBC, BBAMSA, BB catching them, something. You know, that's how they define it. They don't even know that God is even telling them anything. They don't know because they cannot identify the voice of God. But you know, are you here with me? So this is to help you hear consistently, clearly from God. So you know what to do in this world. So. First of all, the Father has to bear witness with your spirit that you belong to him. It is very important. Because the moment he knows that you are of him, what happens is that he knows when he speaks to you, you will hear. Because you know how to identify the voice of the Holy Spirit. We learned it last week. You know how to identify the voice of the Holy Spirit. So when the Father knows you are born again, and when you know that you are born again, and even when you know that you are full of the Spirit of God, then when the Spirit is speaking to you, you know. Like this morning when before I took the microphone to lead the prayers, the Father was speaking to me about something. Very, very, very powerful. And apparently it's going to be our thing for the next month. And imagine I did not know that it's the Father who is speaking to me. Now some of these messages... When you hear them, you know that this one is from God. You know, God gave me a word. I, I wanted to even tweet it. I have not tweeted it yet. He said, look at what the Holy Spirit told me. He said, a lot of people claim to be Christians until you touch the sin they don't want to let go. You don't know what I was saying. I said, many people claim to be Christians 
until you touch the sin, they don't want to let go. I was on Twitter last week and I was we were having a um, um, a Twitter space. It was on abortion. And there are a lot of Christians who even they, they support abortion, not because maybe uh, um, um, a, a woman has had an ectopic pregnancy where the baby is hiding somewhere that could that could kill the, the mother, or maybe the baby is dead in the womb. You know that some women they get pregnant only to find out that the baby is dead in the womb. They call it stillbirth. They they don't support abortion because of that. Some of them who claim to be Christians say, yes, I should be able as a woman, you know, commit abortion if I go and have casual, consensual, whatever, and I feel like I don't need to have the baby. So if they don't feel like having a baby, they can just go and do what they want to do. These are people who say they are Christians. And when some of us were telling them that that is a wrong mindset, oh, they came at us. The woman came and said, so why, 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 why are Christian pastors like that? So uh, can the woman not decide what to do with her body? You see? They were so Christian in quote. Until the sin they don't want to let go. They stashed. Then they came back in. Why would you tell us what to abort? We should want to commit abortion when we feel like doing it. If I get pregnant and I don't want to keep the pregnancy as women, this is it. So such a person, when the, when the Spirit of God is speaking to them, that don't commit abortion, don't do it, they will not hear it. Because they want to do what they want to do. Are you here with me? So when you know that you are born again and you have the Spirit of God, then when the Father is speaking to you, you know. Now, another reason it's so important, you, you have to know that you are, carrying the, you are born again is that you know that to be in Christ is to live differently from the world. We always live in opposite, opposite to the world. If the world is going this way, 99.9% of the Christian must be going the opposite way. Are you here with me? 99% the Christian must go opposite. That is why in Romans chapter 12, this is one of the best we're going to read. He said, don't conform to the world. But we transform. Amen, somebody. Many Christians are not hearing from God because they don't even know that the life that I have is different from the one that is in the world. He said, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. How will you know the greater one is in you if you don't know who and what you are made of? Amen. You need to understand what you are made of so that you can live in opposite of what is in the world. Amen. So, it's very important if you, you know, if you want to learn how to hear from God, first of all, you need to know, I need to be born again. I need to have the same spirit of God, the Father, so that when he speaks, I'll know that this is the spirit that is different. Like, for example, like, um, things are happening in the world right now. Like, the economy, so many things are going on in the world right now. And then, you hear the voice of God telling you that it is well with you. In the midst of the challenges, it is well with you. You are not broke. You are not down. This is, and, the sinners, and then you hear a voice and say, no, no, this is not from God. How can God speak to me as I'm going through problems? I know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, for example, even in this church, do you know the number of times the devil has come to me and told me that, oh, you have failed as a pastor. And then God will tell me in the same sentence, say, don't listen to that voice of the devil. You know, there are some people who, when things are going tough in their life, because of what they are going through, they feel like, ah, God cannot tell me everything is well when things are not going on well. You see, if you don't know the life you have, then whatever the world tells you, you believe it. Because the world, it is what they see, it's what they see. The world, what they hear, it's what they see. What they feel, it's what they see. I guess what I'm saying now. But we don't live by that. We live by faith. We live by what God tells us. We live by how the Spirit of the Lord is leading us. That's how we live our lives. So, most often than not, when you don't have money in your pocket, you want to hear that God is going to tell you, hey, my son, all is well. It's going to well with you. I'll provide for you. And then, you don't say, ah, but I don't have money. How am I going to, how are you going to, no, 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 no. You say, Father, I thank you. 
Are you here with me, somebody? Number two. Number two. How are you going to hear from God? You must identify the word. Identify the word. And identify the word here means perfect. Come and fix this thing. Identify the word here means identifying God's force. Are you here with me? Because a lot of words are going on around. People are saying so many things. A lot of things are being said. But can you identify the word of God? Can you identify the word? Can you identify the word? Can you hear and identify and know that, yes, indeed, this is God's word that has been, has been said to me? John chapter number 10. John chapter number 10. John chapter number 10, verse 27. John 10, verse 27. It says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Amen. You must be able to hear the voice of God. You should be able to hear the voice of God. If you are not able to hear the voice of God, how can you hear that this is God speaking? So, first of all, you have to identify that this is God's word. Now, for example, how are you going to know that this is God's word? You know that God is the one who blesses. It doesn't matter whoever is speaking the word. You know that God always blesses. He does not curse. That is the nature of God. The way you can identify that this is the word from God is to first of all know that this is the nature of God. If I know who God is, then I can know that when he's speaking, this is the one speaking. God does not curse. He always blesses. God is life. Meaning that he always gives life. Look at what Jesus is saying. Jesus said, my sheep, they know my voice. And I give them eternal life. I don't give them death. I don't give them that. I give them eternal life. Are you here with me, somebody? I give them eternal life. So if the message is coming and the message is not full of life, know that this is not the word of God. Are you here? Oh, church, are you here? Come on, look at me. If the message you are hearing does not carry life, if the message does not carry eternal life, you should know that this message and this word is not from God. simple as that. Many, many, many people cannot identify God's word because they think that so far as that message is coming from the prophets, it's coming from God. No. No. God is known for a particular word. God is known for what he says. What God is saying must carry life. You shall not die, you will live, and all, all things will work to you. No, you see, these are words that carry life. So if the word that is coming does not carry life, it cannot be from God. Are you here, somebody? That's what I'm saying. You must identify. You understand? So the moment you identify the kind of words that God speaks, as soon as you hear somebody saying something, this is from God, you know it's from God. If you, you realize that it's not from God, you know it's not from God. Amen. Please focus. Look at me. See, put it down. If it's not working, unless you want to fix it, if it's not working, just let it be. And let me fire. Amen. It's okay. See, it's okay. Let's, let's just continue with the message. Let's continue. Amen. Amen. So at the end of the day, you must identify the kind of words God speaks. Jesus Christ came, and Jesus the Bible says he's the word of God, is not so. He's the logos of God. So in the mind of God, 
Logos means the mind of God. In the mind of God, when God is speaking his mind, he is speaking life. He's not speaking death. So God comes to you, and then your, your finances is so down. He will not come and tell you that, ah, okay, you're going to die poor. No. He will tell you from today you prosper. He is speaking life into your finances. He comes to you and you are sick. He will not come and tell you that, ah, you die from this condition. He will come and he tell you, you will be healed, you will not die. This is how God speaks. Are you there with me, somebody? Yeah. Because God does not need anything from you to bless you. Please write it down. Take note of what I'm guessing. God does not need anything from you to bless you. God blesses you because of himself. He blesses you because of who he is. Not because of what you can give him. Are you there with me, somebody? Please write this thing and go share it down. God does not need anything from you to bless you. But he blesses you because of who he is. And how does God release his blessing? Verse. What is the name of blessing? Blessing means that good word that empowers you to be glorified. The blessing of the Lord is that good word that empowers you to be glorified. The blessing of the Lord is that good word that empowers you to be glorified. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. So it's not a curse. The moment God can say you, you will not prosper, he has cursed you. But from the beginning we saw that he blessed them. Right? He didn't curse them. He blessed them. Until sin came. So sin brings about what? Curse. Are you hearing me? Are you understanding it? Sin brings about curse. But you and I, we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. Why? Because the law is made for sinners. The law is made for sinners. So whoever is under the law is the one who is a sinner, not a righteous. So the righteous is the one who is blessed. Amen, somebody. Now, the word of God does not condemn. The word. The word that comes from God. There's a difference between Correction or rebuke and condemnation. When God is rebuking you, He's correcting you. Are you me? He's correcting you. But if you are saying God is condemning you, mean that God is pronouncing judgment upon you. And if God is pronouncing judgment upon you, then you are finished. And that is why Romans chapter 8 it says that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who do not work according to the word, the flesh, but according to the spirit. So if the Holy Spirit bears witness with your spirit that you are a child of God, why would God condemn you? Hello? <coughs> God will not condemn you because now he knows you are his child. You have his spirit. You are born again with his nature. So he will not condemn you. If you, you make a mistake, he will come and rebuke you and will correct you. Like what Jesus did to the seven churches. They, they were in error. And then Jesus Christ came and corrected them. He said, hey, wake up. Wake up. It is different from condemnation. So the voice of condemnation is not the word of God. Are you with me? And when God is rebuking you and correcting you, what, what does the Bible say? The Bible says that God chastises or corrects those he loves. So when God loves you, he will correct you. God will not allow you to go astray. And then he will come and destroy you by condemnation. No. When you are going astray, he will call you. He will correct you. He will tell you, don't do that. Don't go there. Do this. Are you here with me? Yeah. That is how you're going to identify the word of God. <laughs> like we were saying yesterday, for example, now people will tell you that um, if you don't like, for example, pay tight according to the Old Testament law, then God cannot bless you. I mean, this is not the word of God in Christ. 
And people will quote Malachi chapter 3 and then tell you that you are a thief. You are a robber because you have not paid your tithe according to the Old Testament. That is not the word of God. And I know people say, ah, it's in the Bible. But the Bible is not the word of God. The Bible contains the word of God. Because there are other people's words in the Bible. Satan's words is there. Human beings' words are there. I know what I'm saying. Even a donkey, a donkey spoke is in the Bible. So if you say the Bible is literally the word of God, no. No. It contains the word. The Bible is 100% accurate because it was inspired by God to write them. I know what I'm saying. But to say these, the books in the Bible are the direct words of God is to say that all that God will say has been set up in Genesis to Revelation. And God does not speak outside the Bible. And that is wrong. Because God is speaking to us right now. One day, I wanted to eat a particular food. Right? And I really, really was craving that food. Whilst I was with myself, and the Holy Spirit said, don't eat that food, eat another food. Right? I heard the voice of God clearly. So I changed my mind and I ate the other food. Fantastic. You will not find God telling you what food to eat in Genesis or Revelation. Will you find it there? You'll find it. So to say that this is the word of God and it is set up in Bible, is to say that my God is not speaking now. My God is speaking now. Now, 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 now. He's speaking every day. Every second he's speaking. The Bible is correct. I am saying. It is accurate. It is powerful. But it contains God's word. I get what I'm saying. It contains God's word. And so it contains other words of other people. Including the words of Satan. So God wanted the prophets and those people who wrote the Bible to write important things down for you and I to study. I get what I'm saying. But the ultimate is to hear from God. Is that clear? Do you understand it? Yeah. So, identify the word. Matthew chapter 13. Matthew 13. Matthew 13. Matthew 13. And says that, verse 18. Therefore, here's the problem of verse 19. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom, and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. If you can identify the word, you can understand the word. The reason people don't understand the word is because they don't know that it is the word of God. They don't know. Praise the Lord. They don't know that this is the word of God. Because you know why? See, when God is speaking to you his word, they expect the word to always come and amplify your conditions. I get what I'm saying. For example, you are not feeling well. And then God comes to you and he's speaking to you. Don't think that he's coming to come and say, Oh, oh, sorry, Kafala. Oh, right now, the way this sickness has come, hey, sorry, eh? It, it, and then you be like, oh, Martin, Martin. No, no, he's not coming to kind of console you. No, he's coming to get you out of the problem. That is a God. That is, and because people cannot identify the word of God, when God comes and says, okay, my daughter, rise up and walk. You don't understand. Why should I rise up and walk when I'm, I'm, I'm sitting down there? My son, everything's going to be well. Ah, how can everything be well when I, am, I don't even have money to buy Porridge to, to eat this morning. They don't understand because they cannot identify the word. Are you here with me? But the moment you know that this is the word of God, now when God speaks, I understand. Amen, somebody. And may God speak to you today. I say, the Lord speak to you today in the name of Jesus. Three, how are you going to hear? 
Know your identity in Christ. Know your identity in Christ. Ephesians chapter number one. Know your identity in Christ. Ephesians chapter number one. from verse number 3, Ephesians chapter number 1 from verse 3, it says Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved amen say i was chosen before the world began i was chosen before the world began so when you know who you are in christ and you accept your identity in christ then you can go from there you see you see what he said he said that so that we will be what holy and without blame say holy say i am holy what does it mean to be holy holy means to be different i don't know what i'm saying if you know who you are nobody can tell you that let's go and fornicate let's go and mess up for you to accept and follow them because i am holy i don't know what i'm saying there's some people when you are telling them god is saying don't chase that guy don't chase that girl they cannot hear why because they feel it's not the voice of god ah this guy who's rich want to marry me you are saying no if that's what god is saying what is, what is your problem amen somebody if you know who you are in christ it's not everything that you hear that you follow you have to first know is god speaking here if god speaking here say i know who i am yeah. a lot of people have friends that are mi- misleading them and leading them astray because they don't know who they are in christ oh you will not go to church again you will not go to that church again oh, everything. You, know, you don't know who you are when i know who i am in christ but when a verse and a word is speaking to me. I will know how to react. May you know how to react from today. And may you identify yourself in Christ in Jesus' name. Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter number 2. Colossians chapter 2. And then from verse 9, it says, Colossians 2, verse 9. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And what can he say? And you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. Say, I dwell in Christ. Say, I dwell in Christ. Say, I dwell in Christ. So, I am not just living in this world. I am living in Christ. If I am living in Christ, then I cannot behave anyhow I want to behave. I don't behave because of my feelings. I don't behave because of what I've heard. I've not, I'm not behaving because of what I've been told. I behave because of who I am in Christ. I will you with somebody. Yeah. When you know who you are in Christ, you see you see. Oh, find you, Juma. The team you are coming. Oh, find you, Juma. Because I know myself. And what did Jesus say? Jesus said, Blessed are you if men will revile you and maltreat you because of me. So in Acts chapter 4, when the apostles they were, you know, they were run and they were stopped not to preach in the name of Jesus, what did they do? The Bible said they went out and they were celebrating. And they said they counted themselves what? Worthy to suffer for the name of God. Today, a lot of Christians, one, two, three, hey, they give up. They say, oh, this person has spoken bad about me. This person has done this about me. Yeah. No, those are childish stuff. 
People are suffering for the name of Christ and they wake up every morning and they are full of joy. And they are full of praise. Why would someone come to church and sleep and be feeling sleepy? No, not serious. You don't know who you are in Christ. When you know who you are in Christ, you know you are royalty. I don't behave anyhow. I don't talk anyhow. How can a king and a priest talk anyhow and behave anyhow? You can't do that. Are you going to somebody? Yeah. When you know who you are, you know that the voice is telling me to say this or not to say that, to do this or not to do that. Because everything that you do must be to the glory of God. Are you ready with somebody? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I mean, so, let me wear what I feel like wearing. You can't wear what you are a king. Hey, go to England and go and see if the, the queen can dress any house you want to dress. Or can wear anything. Even even um, her children, her grandchildren, they cannot dress any how they want to dress. Because they are kings. They come from the royal family. And you, you are royal in Christ. And then you, you, you wear a skirt that you are paying more than you are And you say, this is what I want to wear. Are you okay? A lot of Christians dress anyhow in town. They say, it's not in my dressing. Now listen, yes! But you cannot be born again for a long time without it having an impact on what you do on the outside. Ah, come on. Yeah. You cannot be born again for a long time without it having any change on your outside. You go born again when you are Rastafarian. You are born again for 10 years. You are still Rastafarian. Playing Bob Marley in your house. And you are telling me that it's not about the music I play. It's about Jesus. Come on. You need to be born again again. Are you with somebody? Because when you are born again, there is a change that is visible for all to see. Say, I know who I am in Christ. When you know who you are in Christ, that certain you know yourself that since you got born born again, certain attitudes that you used to have, you still have them, which you must let go. You must get it out of your system. Some of the voices you are hearing is because of the old attitude that you have that you have not let go. You must let go. Your anger can speak to you. Your pride can speak to you. All those things can speak to you. But are you hearing from God? God when you speak to you. Sometimes somebody will offend you so bad. And you know this person has offended me. And God is telling you, Tell it, forgive and let go and move on. And then you are saying, no, me, I'll never forgive. This voice is not from God. Can't God see how this person has offended me? Even God, Jesus, when he was crucified on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. This is a level of maturity. Immaturity is when someone offends you and you are holding on to that, that problem up to today. It is immaturity. It is childishness. You are immature. I'm telling you. When you are mature, eh? Maturity is not in your age. Me, I'm, I am this. I am this old. No, no, no. Don't you know what the Bible says? Bible said, not everybody that has gray hair, that has wisdom. <laughs> it's you know, when you are 50 years, you know, when you are 60 years, I can't pass your son back. Who will do that? I don't know who will do that. When you are 60 years, you can't pass your son. Who cried when you are 25? No, who can't pass your son? So it's not about age, it's about knowing who you are in Christ so that you behave accordingly. Amen. Yeah. You know that a child of God, you are born again. You cannot be fighting in public. Are you okay? You're not normal. Are you okay? How can a child of God, a royal priesthood, you'll be doing that? Because whatever is telling you, go and fight, go and cry. You should know that verse is not from God. So when you hear that verse, you say, no, 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 I won't do it. Let them laugh at you. Let them mock. Let them mock you because you don't want to fight. Let them mock you because you don't want to cry. Let them, let them do it. You know what? It is better to be approved by God than to be celebrated by men. You didn't hear what I just said. 
I said, it's better to be approved by God than to be celebrated by men. If men are celebrating because, oh, oh wait, 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 you are being a fool. They are deceiving you. They are deceiving you. Are you pleasing God? Are you making God happy? I know who I am. Because of who I am in Christ. Yeah, there are so many things that you see you could just you know, follow up and then display. You say, no, Charlie. Uh, things have changed. My level don't change. Nah, those things, uh, nah, nah, nah. I'm not interested in game. Amen. So any voice that promotes the things of God is beautiful. Last but one. We are about to finish. Now, when you walk in the will of God, you always hear from God. Walking in the will of God, you will always hear from God. If you are someone who wants to hear from God, be, tell, tell yourself, me, Lord, not my will, but let your will be done. Anyone who walks according to the will of God, you always hear that from God. Because you know what? The will of God always is contrary to the will of the flesh. Always, most of the time. Ah. You want to lie. And then the verse is saying, don't lie. It's not the will of God to lie. Say the truth. No matter what will happen, I'm with you. Why will you lie? Because the person will we will speak bad or we will insult you or we will be angry. Face the consequences and the Lord is with you. Amen. Romans 12. Romans 12. Romans chapter 12. I read from verse 1. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, and the message of God that you present your bodies holy and living sacrifice holy acceptable to God. Which is the reason I will say this verse 2 and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you will be able to prove what is that good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Don't conform to this world if you want to walk in the will of God. Amen. It's not everything that goes on in this world that is good for you. Please be very careful. It's not every trending thing that you must jump onto it. And do some TikTok, TikTok, whatever it is. Don't just follow the trend. You and doing and doing things. What people are doing. Be very careful. How can you hear from God if you, the voice of the world, is directing you? How can you hear from God? You want to hear from God, but what the world prescribes is what you accept. Please, 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 hold on to the will of God. Okay, Luke chapter 6. It's a normal will. Let your will be done. Oh, let this be. As soon as you say, Father, let only your will be done. Now, God will start leading you. God will start leading you. He will direct your path. He will be guiding you. He will be directing your path. May God direct you from today. I say, may God direct you from today. Let him lead you in his will. To be in the will of God is the best place to be. Everybody, uh, there are other people, you see, me, I always want to listen to the voice of God. You want to go and build a house, it's God saying you want to build a house. Because the word is building, you also want to build it. What is God saying? Maybe it's just on the right hand for you to build. Maybe God wants you to build two years time. Maybe God wants you to build it now. Maybe God wants you to do something else. Just learn to hear from God. A lot of people listen to the advices of people and they end up losing all of their, what, their money. God, they don't want to please God. They want to just do whatever they feel like doing. Maybe walk in the will of God. Are you here with me? Um, First Timothy chapter 2. First Timothy, chapter number two, and then he says, verse three: For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So the will of God is for people to be saved. That is His will. 
How can you be a child of God and you don't desire that anybody is saved? You don't preach the gospel. You don't go for evangelism. You don't do anything that God wants us to do. How? How? When you hear from God, you will know that the glory of God is for you to be saved and for people to be saved. That is his way. He doesn't want to destroy anybody. Amen. And the last thing that you can hear from God is that learn to walk in spiritual understanding. Amen. Learn to walk in spiritual understanding. Colossians chapter number one. Colossians chapter number one. For this reason, verse nine. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. And to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. May be filled with spiritual understanding. I said, may be filled with spiritual understanding. People don't understand spiritual things. First Corinthians chapter number three. First Corinthians chapter number three. It said, and from verse one, and I, brethren. Could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to canal, as to babies in Christ. I fed you with milk and, do, and, and with not solid food. For until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you are still not able. For you are still canal. For where there are envy and strife and division among you, are you not canal and behaving like your men? For when one says, I'm of Paul, and another, I'm of Apollos. Are you not carnal? Amen. Carnality will not allow you to understand spiritual things. Carnality. Flesh, flesh will not allow you to understand spiritual things. But I pray that from today you become that spiritual person that God can speak to. I pray that you shall become that spiritual person that God can speak to. I pray that you shall become that spiritual person that God can speak to in the mighty name of Jesus. Say I'm a spiritual person. When you're a spiritual person, ah, things that will make people quiet for one year, you never will affect you. Spiritual people don't have time for carnal things. Spiritual people don't have time for piles and divisions and strife and envy. Spiritual people don't have time for that. When you are very spiritual. See, let me tell you. The joy of God is to understand things spiritually. May I come here to church and talk to you as a spiritual person. And for you not to be offended. Many people get offended by the word they hear from the pulpit because it does not support their carnal lifestyle. No, no. They want they want us to to just let them know. Oh, uh, so no problem. You can still go on fornicating, but God does not have any problem with you. You will not hear that message from here. We will tell you the truth, and you should not be offended if you are spiritual person. Paul said, I fed you with what? Milk. No, with. Sometimes you, there are messages, and I understand Paul. There are some things I, I will put down here. I realize that now, even if I say it today, they will not get it. But you should get to that point that God can say anything to you for you to understand. Remember the time I came here and I told that God has given you a revelation. You woke me up and I told you that the issue of tithe and all of that is not consistent with the gospel. If you remember, when I came and I talked to you here, that time many people were not teaching this thing. We said, Look, if your dollar taught it, and the whole world is noisy, that because he's a popular man of God, he said, But we have been teaching this for many years. What will make me have the boldness to come and stand here and say, We don't give tithe according to Malachi and the Old Testament? If I know I do not receive from God, are you there with me, somebody? Spiritual understanding will make you fearless, you will be bold. You know this is from God. As soon as you know that this is from God, you know be afraid to say it. Many things. I stood here and I told you, don't call me a spiritual father again. Didn't I teach you here? And I told you why I don't do that. There are many pastors who still tell people they are your spiritual fathers. They don't have spiritual understanding. When I told you not to call me a spiritual father, I died. Nothing has happened to me. 
I'm even enjoying my work even more than before. Because see, the moment I say I'm your father, eh? you know this kind of spiritual fathers that have come. You are only a spiritual son unless unless you give very good offering. What kind of what kind of father is that? A father who only recognizes his son or daughter only when the person gives good offering. Can that be a father? Can that be a father? If you are a father, you must think about your children. You are my father. I always think about my children. My, you see, as I should not come and do something for me before I recognize him as my what, my son. Anyway, the same with God. He doesn't need anything from you. He gave you his life. He gave that to you. That is why, you see, God blesses you. Because you are his child. Are you here with me, somebody? Yeah. Everything that you do must be in line with the gospel of God in Christ. But when you have spiritual understanding, you will be able to live a very joyful Christian life. How many people today they are in the church? They have the spiritual understanding that the carnal lifestyle is no more. Many people have spiritual understanding. That is why they can comfortably go and fornicate and come and sit in church. They lack spiritual understanding. People get offended by teaching the truth. They don't have spiritual understanding. So he says, Jesus said, if you don't have understanding, the devil will come and steal. The understanding Jesus was talking there, it's not just carnal understanding, it's spiritual understanding. But when you have spiritual understanding, oh, you know every day you are in church. You know prayer, you are praying. You know fasting, you are fasting. You know you are thinking about the way every second because you know that this is what your life is all about. It's spiritual, through and through. Amen. And I pray for you. But from today, you will increase in spiritual understanding. Oh, I pray from the bottom of my heart that you shall increase in spiritual understanding. Oh, you increase in spiritual understanding. Shout a better amen. I say you increase in spiritual understanding. So that you will not be misled by things of this world. Lift up your hand and we're going to pray. And say, Father, from today, let me hear from you. 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 I've heard from my feelings. I have heard from my emotions. I've heard from the world. But today, Father, Lord, I am your child. Let me hear from you. Thank you for being a part of today's message. This program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the Spirit Life people. For further information, kindly visit us at www.thespiritlifepeople.com or subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels or find us on all major social media platforms. Stay blessed and always remember that in Christ Jesus, we are free.